0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. Back with us today is Vic Mattis. We've interrupted his vacation very briefly because the people demand it. The people demand it, Vic. And so from beautiful New Jersey, here he is. How are you doing, Vic Mattis?
1: Hello, Mary Catherine, and greetings from the Garden State. I'm actually broadcasting from my childhood bedroom. Oh, I love bedroom. that this is this this is the room since i was eight
0: back there
1: i just know this yeah you know i don't know at some point after college the room took on a much more a southwestern theme you could see there's this like framed a framed picture like the thing came framed like i don't think anybody would go out of the way to frame that photo but it must have that that it's like a picture of a a vase and scrub brush or something. I don't know. (laughs) My mother must have done that. But this is the this is the room that I uh, grew up uh, in since I was about three. And then it's funny because then, you know, whenever the kids are here, my son usually stays in this room now and then we're in the other room. But greetings from the uh, Garden State. I was in Connecticut earlier. And as a result, for those listeners who are wondering, I have a Burton on the Water update for. Yes, yes now for listeners who might have forgotten or have no idea what i'm talking about we went to england in the spring our family and we went out to the cotswolds because my mother-in-law was saying you have when you're out in the cotswolds you must go to burton on water that's what they call it there so we go up there and everywhere we went it was Burton Mm -hmm. on the water right and we asked people about it they said burton on the water every sign says burton on the water so I gently brought this up with her and said, actually, mom, it's uh, Burton on the water. She goes, well, that's not what they said when we were there. And I said, well, here's a picture of a sign. She goes, well, that must be a new sign. And I said, well, what about these people? Well, where are they exactly? You know, where are they from, really? And how about this travel guidebook? Well, that's from uh, later 2000s, not when we were there. So I upped the ante and had purchased <laughs> a book on history on Burton on uh-huh. the water from 1916 right. and the question was do i bring it up to connecticut and if so how do i present it and listeners had all sorts of yes. different advice for me some people said you got to stand your ground other people said just drop it it's not worth it it did become there was a there was a consensus about if i'm going to do it don't do it in front of everybody in the middle of like a birthday wise. party but wait to the end yes so what i did was just as we were about to leave and we were there for like four days, five days. We were, just as we we're about to leave, I say not to my mother-in-law because I'm, I'm not that crazy and brave. I went to my father-in-law and I just said, oh, I forgot to tell you, I left two books for you. They're on your, they're on your desk in your office. Oh, great. And drove away. So the one book is actually Stanley Goldfarb's Take Two Aspirins nice. and Call Me By Your Pro- Great book, Call Me By Your pronouns. Highly recommend it. And then just tucked underneath that was this ancient, ancient, dusty old book from 1916, Bur- History of Britain on mm-hmm. the Water, and I have not heard Look, of it. I think
0: it's not a bad strategy. Of the choices that you were offering <laughs> us, this one is, it's a quiet, it's a quiet version.
1: It's quiet, it's subtle, and considering I haven't heard anything from either of them, I guess that was my last trip to Connecticut, but- it was lovely. I played golf. That's what's going on with me, Mary Catherine. How are you? Oh, you, what's you know, going
0: on? I'm pretty good. I do have a a bit of a, an etiquette question for you. Actually, there are two. I have two Ooh. two pool related scenarios. Do you, let's go with the gross. Yeah, swimming pool. Gross one first. Okay, I took my children to a municipal water park the other day. Okay, we have these <laughs> in Northern Virginia. It's like it has a couple water slides. It's basically just a pool with a few perks, but it's called a water park and a bunch of municipalities got together and paid for this. And uh, you pay a price to get in, which is like less than a big water park, yeah. but more than a pool. So I take them over there and it, to meet a friend and they get in the pool and everybody's having a good time and swimming for about 30 minutes. Mind you, we've paid like $10 per person to be here. They swim for like 20 minutes and we get the long whistle, like the, I guess, like the adult swim style whistle. Adult
1: swim. Yeah, sure.
0: And I'm like, okay, that's normal. We do adult swim at our pool, although technically I don't think they can make it adult swim in Virginia. You're not allowed to age discriminate that way. So like it's a very specific, yeah, you're not allowed to say that or you're not allowed to name it that. Anyway, so everyone's out. And we're waiting, thinking it's the 15 minutes. My kids go and look for Pirate's Booty on on the sand in the little fake beach. And it just keeps going and going. Like, why? Why is no one in the Uh pool? No one's in the pool. And
1: no one at all. Not adults. And
0: then we see a lifeguard with a net in the middle of the pool gathering something. And I go, I see what's happened here. This.
1: Did you actually literally see that? I didn't happened? see it
0: in action, but I saw the gathering of something that I assume was fecal. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it could have been somebody's and It flop. definitely
0: wasn't that. No. A snorkel? <laughs> it was bodily. It was bodily. Uh, and so... Uh,
1: it could have been a baby Ruth <laughs> if it was like a Caddyshack.
0: <laughs> so she's gathering that brave soul that she is. And then there's... You know, then they gotta like revamp the entire chemical composition of the tool, of the pool, right?
1: Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that requires yeah, a shock so treatment. So
0: then we're in for like another forty minutes of them going through the motions and doing this thing. Meanwhile, we're all yeah. funneled over yeah. to the no pun intended, but funnel cake stand to get our expensive food after we've already paid the ten dollars to not be in the pool because that's what we're doing now. And wondering if there's going to be any pool open before we have to go home. And so we go all buy our too expensive food because, by the way, you can't bring food in there. And so I, my leftover pizza was left in the car for the girls. Here's my question. Do you go in after you see this?
1: <laughs> no. That's it for me for the day. That's all I'm going to say. Also, I'm going to say that, you know, after once you confirmed the reason why you could not swim, the last thing I actually would want is probably the funnel cake. (laughs) Just going to say it. Yeah. No, I'd rather not know. And even if it was like, if you showed up an hour after they said, okay, it's treated, everything is fine. You know, ignorance is bliss. You go know, and we take all sorts of calculated risks our entire life. We don't know how food is processed. We're not in the kitchen or whatever. But knowing what it is, I think that's it. Your day is shot. That okay. that's it for the pool. I mean, you know, but that you, but that is the. Those are the perils of of mm-hmm. a public, of a public pool. And I mean, you know, it was somebody's baby. I, I, I assume. assume,
0: and you know, yeah. ha, ha, far be it far be it for me to shade the babies because i take my babies in the pool and what is a swim diaper anyway it's not a real thing so (laughs) so my kids did go back in the water i can't i actually can't remember if i went in the water or not i am not averse to it i am less germaphobic than the average person i think these pools have like just a massive amount of chlorine and it doesn't really bother me um, Ooh, so do. I would have gone in. I can't remember if I did. I, I sort of hit a happy medium, which is that I went and rode the water slides afterwards, and the water slides empty into a totally okay. different supply. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the water slides were great though. I, I will I will say that. Yeah. That made up for it. That made up for it.
1: It's and you land yes. where into It's like it's actually
0: or, they okay. don't land, they don't dump into a pool. they dump into like into themselves. It's just sort of like a, a longer slide. Oh got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so just climb like out. and that water well that water just cycles through that slide. So it's everybody Yeah everybody's no, had it's, a part it, of that. It's like wet anyway, and wild. Uh, I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, sure. uh, but we did have that mishap. Okay, another pool related question. <laughs> sure. The other day, and all of our listeners can weigh in on this too, please. The other day I was at our neighborhood pool and leaving it, the girls and I walked out and I held the door for uh, dad and his about eight or nine year old daughter. And they were, I would okay. say like a sort of an, an, uncomfortable distance away, seven to 10 yards so that you're, you're holding oh. it for what is a weird amount of time instead of.
1: Yeah. But the longer you're holding it, the less likely yes. you are to well, let and go. And if I now. let
0: it go, yeah, it. Right. it looks like I'm slamming it in their faces. So I don't want to do that. Yes. We're doing now the dance. I'm, I'm committed to this. So I hold the door yeah. for them. The girls hustle out and get out of the way as they know they are supposed to do. And the man and his daughter walk through the door, and they did not look at me. They did not smile. They did not nod, and definitely did not say thank you. What is going on with that? Am I am uh, I asking yeah, that's too su- much?
1: That's surprising. No, that's I- weird because you're yeah. right there. They have to acknowledge that the door is an opening mm-hmm. by itself and that you have been there not just a quick sort of turnaround glance okay i'll let that slide if you don't say anything that happens no, but okay like whatever a you nod. Turn, you know you're you're there sometimes it's so quick you just use like the tips of your fingers like okay whatever no yeah. this is different
0: yeah
1: oh uh, yeah that's uh, i believe that's called rude it's funny you should mention that because today well it's my first full day back in the garden state and you know i'm i'm going places manhattan bagel bakery or whatever people are holding doors for everybody and everyone's saying thanks i mean it's nice. friendly it's a very you know, everybody's in tattoos too which is an interesting trend in tom's river everybody young old man woman every race and ethnicity everybody everybody's in tattoos now but the friendliest people friendliest people and you know people see me i had i had my hands yeah. full with coffee and bagels and a similar thing i was at a little bit of a distance the guy had already walked through the door he walks back to very open nice. the door for me
0: i thought it was very strange and i was wondering if i was being yeah. a little southern belle by being so appalled by this so i don't think i am because no. it sounds like in new jersey there no and it, it sets a bad example it for was his weird. kids and he did have a phone in his hand but he was now it wouldn't be good for him to be distracted by your phone and still say nothing but it would be a reason but he wasn't really looking at his yeah. phone and i just found it so bizarre and so yeah i i took it as an opportunity now, Steve said you should have taken it as an opportunity to be like, hey, buddy, hold on the door for you. Hold the door for you over here. <laughs> no, I did not do that.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's the temptation is to say something. I was just going to say, oh, I'm right, welcome right. or whatever. But, or In- you could do a whole thing. You can, you could, if you want to, you could turn it into Instead, a whole thing. Instead, what I
0: did was once they were securely inside yeah. and the door was closed behind us, I walked with my big girls to my car and said, ladies, this is a good example of what not to do. And to be aware of your surroundings, yes. and if someone is helping you out in that situation, yes. you, just, you don't. Yeah. I would prefer you say thank you, but if you don't get a thank you out, just a, just a even a murmur and a nod, like something, yeah, something. We have a civilization people. here. That's we people, want is <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: This is how this is how it declines. It begins with a little thing. All right, like that.
0: all right, fine. We'll do the news. All right. Had to do, we had to do some summer Let's talk. Do it. We got to do a lot of summer etiquette. It is,
1: we're in the middle. We are in the middle. It's like, yeah, 200 we, had to, degrees we had to do some there. summer okay. etiquette.
0: But you know what is on the docket today? Speaking oh, of rude, <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Biden in the news. Hunter Biden is in the news as usual. Everything popping in the news right after we post an episode because yeah, it's always never the time. So, Hunter, maybe maybe Hunter knows. Does Hunter know that we're on to him?
1: Yeah, he, he knows the yes. impact of this show.
0: The hammerheads are a That's very strong force. So Hunter Biden was in court ostensibly to accept his plea deal, to plead guilty, Practically to get this pro-former. sweetheart deal. There was some discussion. Hugh Hewitt asked me on his show two weeks ago, is it possible that you know they look into this and they find out more and she vacates this plea deal? And I thought, Look, Hugh, you know more than I do, and I would love for someone to tell me that there's a way that this guy sees real consequences, but I am not sure that I'm betting on that. Well,
1: yeah, out he goes
0: into court, and this Judge Noriega, a woman on the, in the Delaware area, I don't know is it's a it federal court, Judge Noriega.
1: Yeah, it's Mary Ellen Noriega, not to be confused with no, Matt Noriega. No, different, Ball-Nureka. different.
0: And <laughs> yeah. she starts asking questions. Now, the Biden team sort of had her on edge to begin with because there was a little misunderstanding and that misunderstanding went a little something like this allegedly someone from the biden team called the clerk to try to remove from the docket the new information via the whistleblowers that house republicans had put into this plea deal proceeding and they were claiming they weren't redacted correctly but the person that called from the Biden team allegedly may have identified herself incorrectly as being part of the Republican team, the Republican, the House Republicans who were putting this in the docket.
1: That's right. right. From ways which and means from That
0: would give her power to ask them to remove this, which is that team is the only one that has the power to remove that from the docket.
1: Yes, it was it was the request to remove yes. an amicus so brief.
0: So she attempts maybe to impersonate someone from the House Republicans pull up something fast here and ask them to take something out. Well, the Re- House Republicans team realizes this, flags it. The clerk's office says, they told us you they were from your team. And they're like, whoa, 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 that is not allowed. And then it gets kicked back over to the Hunter Biden people. And they say, no, 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 it was just a mix up. But the judge says, y'all got to explain to me my, why this is not an offense. That's so right. she would. A miscommunication. Mm-hmm. She was is convinced what they enough said. to have been sort of ticked off about that. And then this proceeding starts. So in the courtroom, she's asking a bunch of questions about this plea deal. And it turns out that the plea deal is quite a bit more than we had been told about in the past yeah. because the part that is public, right. they had sort of basically, as the theory, the theory goes, and this is Andy McCarthy supported and other prosecutors have, who have been in this business, the theory goes. Right. That basically the defense, the prosecutors have been acting in concert with the defense to come up with a great deal for Hunter because there is a giant effort to protect this man from his consequences. Right, and they had put in the non-public part of this plea a promise that all future alleged crimes he would get immunity for, including all the stuff we're talking about with China and Romania, Romania and all this money, and. When she fig- she starts drilling down on this, she's not playing their game. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What's in this deal? There's no future immunity. And the theory is that it was in the secret part of the deal that Biden's lawyers are like, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to get. And the DOJ, because it's going to be embarrassed by the revelation that there's the secret part, is suddenly like, no, we did not promise him that. Actually, and so the whole thing got taken off the table and now he's got a, they got to dip back together and he pled not guilty to these crimes.
1: So I didn't think it was, I did, I understood the story, but I didn't read into it that extra yes, so, level that perhaps there was an understanding and it got exposed. So this is the
0: extra level that I would not, I probably would not buy in.
1: Mm-hmm. This is what you call, this is what you call the <laughs> ivermectin level.
0: Look, of the, I probably the wouldn't deal. buy into Sorry. it except that the likes of Andy McCarthy, who has a lot of credibility and a lot of experience with this. Oh, he's sure. like, look, yeah, this that's deal was structured very differently than other deals are structured. He says he thinks the judge smelled a rat, started asking yeah. pressing questions that they had hoped they would not get. And then they had to answer the questions.
1: Yeah, they had, had to. answer the questions,
0: ropes. And then suddenly they're like, oh out of our skis, this little secret deal is not going to go through the way we wanted it to.
1: So, okay. So a bunch no, of oh, let, are,
0: let me offer one other uh, option Yeah, because please. I should offer the other option to be responsible. The other option is that Hunter's folks tried to pull a fast one by claiming that there was all this extra immunity and the DOJ is like, no, 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 we didn't agree to that. That is, that is the more straightforward right. option. But a lot of people are theorizing right. about the first one. This
1: is fast. The things I learned <laughs> on my own show, by the way, So Judge Dorieka was already, I think, inclined to be suspicious about what was happening. She had made, suggested as much, she made some reference to not being a rubber stamp, right? And then as you mentioned, then she sort of opened up this whole other avenue of questioning regarding FARA, which is the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And again, as you were explaining, what the deal was, according to the Biden attorneys, Hunter Biden's attorneys, that he would be protected from any prosecution, again, from past, present, it and It seems crazy future. on its face. Yes. Yes. He was going to be protected from future crimes like well, Minority what? Report. Like Tom Cruise could not come down to uh, nab. I'm sorry. I have an immunity deal, even though I'm going to commit this crime. That is rather shocking. The other thing is, people seem to be very worked up about David Weiss, right? Because they'll say, oh, this is a Trump-appointed Attorney who is a, a prosecutor, not necessarily because Weiss, of course, was suggested to be the attorney to be the special prosecutor in this uh, particular case, and he gets he, you know he gets nominated by Democrats in Delaware, right. right? Not Republicans. They then give that to Trump, and then Trump approves it. So what the but the Democrats, in order to spin their side of the story, they want to make David Weiss out to be like this, this 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 Trump guy who said, oh, even he thinks it's fine. Well, right. not quite. Trump just gave the nod to say, "Sure, why not? We can have this guy do it." And you know, this is the situation that they find themselves in again. So extremely shady, particularly because Hunter Biden did not register as a foreign lobbyist. And what we know now, of course, is that he was lobbying on behalf of at least three different entities here. Right? You have the Ukrainian company Burisma, right? You have the Chinese company Cefc Chinese Energy, and then you have the the Romanian businessman. Gabriel Popoviciu is his name. And he was trying to protect himself from that, that prosecution. And so now everything is up in the air. I'll tell you what's interesting, being outside of the beltway, it's surprising how prior to the plea deal breakdown, how little people knew about the whistleblower story and everything else regarding Hunter Biden's misdemeanor. And I was explaining this, I was explaining this to my sister about, you know, it's not where... Somebody says, "Oh, I, I just didn't do yeah. my taxes, right?" And I turns out I owe the IRS a lot of money, but it was, you know, a mistake. And w- no, this was actual yes. intentional misleading by funneling 11 million dollars to all various sorts of shady entities, including sex clubs, escort services, prostitutes. I, we said this on the last show, I was on the, quote unquote, yes. "West Coast assistant." You know, and to have that treated well, as a misdemeanor- Well, and then they also, uh, one of well, the it reasons it's treated right. as
0: a misdemeanor is because they slow walked the investigation so that the felony statute of limitations on all of this just ran out. Yeah. So nice for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll read a little bit from the a former federal prosecutor who, who was tweeting about this, Will Scharf. He says, Noreeka understood that the lawyers were trying to paint her into, the, into a corner and hide the ball. He says that they were hiding some of this future immunity inside- the pre-trial diversion stuff. So the idea yeah. was if he finished yeah. his probation and his this diversion requirement, that it would grant right. him the immunity. So she says, wait, wait one second. Instead, she backed DOJ and Hunter's lawyers into a corner by pulling all the details out into the open and then indicating that she wasn't going to approve a deal as broad as what she had discovered. So they have to figure this out again. And look, I'm impressed i'm surprised that anyone flagged any of this because there is every cultural and institutional signal that you should not that this guy is to be protected and that making him pay a price like a normal american will not serve you well
1: i was totally surprised that this deal hit a snag i was fully expecting this is it he goes through it the diversionary program of course, because of the drugs and the gun possession. No big deal there. No big deal to have you know his ex-girlfriend slash sister-in-law you know, dump the right. gun in a dumpster no cross from no the high school. Deal. No big deal <laughs> no there. Now, I am a glutton for punishment. And when I saw the story highlighted in the Washington Post, I couldn't resist but go to the thousands oh. of comments beneath, the vast majority of which are, well, why don't you do your job, Washington Post, and investigate there Jared and Ivanka? Go. Because, you know, I'm sure they never thought about that. I'm sure the New York Times has thought, wait a minute, you know, why don't we be more even handed and look into Trump? I'm sure they never thought about that. And the other thing is, I don't know how much longer they can ignore this story. Uh, on MSNBC recently, Nicole Wallace spent something like 15 minutes on the wonders of Bidenomics. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, you to can't goodness.
0: get that much programming, it's, it. it's going to be tough. No, well, and then no, and then the question so, was I mean, whether uh, their the, incentives change, right? Because Biden Inc. in yes. the Politico Mag piece was a you know a pre-Biden locked-in candidacy, yeah. and it was okay to yeah. report on that stuff and how Hunter and his brother used the family name and to do all this shady business, right? And then incentives changed because he was the nominee. Right. You didn't want to trip him up. The incentive has been to protect Hunter Biden. It might shift if Biden is looking bad enough that. Someone else needs to take his place.
1: Yeah, no, because everybody wants to back, nobody wants to back a loser. Everybody wants to back a winner. If it turns out that he's flailing and some other Democrat emerges in the race, then he might be in trouble. One of the other interesting things, of course, in this narrative and how it has changed is the long running story was, of course, Biden maintaining he knows nothing about his son's business. And now it is he has nothing to do. With his son's business, and that's the and actually, actually, let's go. By to, the let's way, do a
0: little cringe Jean yeah. Pierre. You could you can predict oh, yeah. what she's going to say in this clip, but let's play it anyway. I'm just not going to get into uh, into into anything that's related to Hunter Biden. He's a private citizen. I would refer you to his representatives. Uh, just don't have anything to share on that. That is something that he is dealing with, and so I would refer you to his representatives on this.
1: By the way, another one was Claire McCaskill on I believe MSNBC saying how horrible this is for hunter biden because republicans they say are going to go after and try to impeach joe biden why for his oh, loving man. his son that's
0: going to be in the impeachment yeah. articles the, the,
1: the, cr- crime the crime of love
0: crime of love i okay. i will stipulate and i do i should do this every time we talk about hunter biden i do think republicans should be careful that they don't talk about only hunter biden i think you frame it because this is the issue as equal protection under the law, the danger of a two-tiered yeah. system that's serving elites in a different way than it's serving everyone else. And then you got to pivot back to talking about pocketbook issues and things that people care about. Because if yeah. you do get lost in only this, I, I do think people will think, eh, I'm not sure that that's on my priority list. Because as you note, not everybody outside the Beltway is, is invested no, here? in this.
1: No, I mean, they know they're corrupt as well, especially in this part of New Jersey. They they, they know they're corrupt, but, you know, they do have uh, other issues. Speaking of issues, marks. can
0: we talk about uh, the Bidens and their dogs? Look, I know I'm picking, I'm picking on the Biden family yes. today, okay? But this one bugs me. This is the New York Post reporting. The first dog leads a dog's life, even in the White House. That's the Biden administration's explanation for why the president's German shepherd, Commander, bit at least seven secret service members in recent months sending one protective officer to the hospital quote the white house complex is a unique and often stressful environment for family pets and the first family is working through ways to make this situation better for everyone first lady jill Biden's spokeswoman elizabeth alexander said in a statement white house press secretary Karine jean-pierre refused to give him additional information when confronted with questions at her regular Press briefing Tuesday, declining to say if Commander bit anyone aside from Secret Service members or if he attacked any, anyone outside a four-month period chronicled in documents acquired by Judicial Watch through FOIA requests. So this is not the original biting dog, okay? That was...
1: Yeah, no, this is was not major. major, which Major, who major was a cannot major be reached problem. for
0: Comet. He was rehomed. Yeah. <laughs> and he also was a German Shepherd, mix of some kind. He yeah. was, I think, adopted from a shelter. This is a breeder pup. This is a different story. He's almost two years old. I got thoughts on this, Vic.
1: Yeah. I, this is what I was going to say, Mary Catherine. First of all, kudos to the New York Post for getting quotes, even if it's from unnamed secret servicemen. But talking about if this was anybody else's dog, they, the dog would have been put down by now. Okay. Well, this and here, is ridiculous. here's
0: my thing. Okay. Yeah. And look, there's no, there's no zealot like a convert. Okay. And I used to be a cat lady and now I'm a dog mom. All right.
1: Oh yes, well, this is what I'm going to say. So I'm not a dog person at all. You know, I'm allergic to pets, but the dander, the whole deal. But you yes. are a dog person. Now, not only are you a dog person, but you own a similar type of dog—the dog that has the potential to maim or yes. kill. So, what is going here on?
0: Here is my concern. And by the way, if this were a Republican White House, it would be reported on very differently. They get all this great oh. press for the first shelter dog in the White House. They get all this great press when he's rehomed mm-hmm. the the press is just like eh that happened moving on they get a new mm-hmm. puppy the puppy's so cute the puppy's name is commander it's so great they get a good bunch of good press for their quote new member of the family right yeah. what doesn't get nearly equal amount of press is how they have failed two dogs like i said one is a shelter dog one is a a breeder dog different situations they're coming from Both can be challenging. Any puppy can be challenging. But German Shepherds are a high-energy breed, as they are called, which means they need a lot of structure. They need a lot of training. They need a lot of running around time. And if you get them because they look cool and you don't take care of that, you are at fault. You are failing the dog. And the thing that ticks me off about this is that I think the fact that there's two in a row shows us that the issue is not the dogs, it is the owner. And yes. these people have every resource in the world at their command to bring someone in yeah. and make these dogs successful, set them up.
1: They could have brought in no, Caesar. Millan. could be
0: on the, the portico whisperer. tomorrow, right? would be a great story. Tomorrow. Yeah like let's let's just, yeah, yeah, now yeah. what they've done is they've created one situation where one had to be rehomed because he's not getting the proper stimulation and training and all those things that ha- that they have plenty right. of money for if joe's not going to do it i get that but they could hire somebody people have been hurt yeah so the dog has to go find a new home while also having a reputation for having hurt people this puppy is now 2 years old and has both a habit and a reputation for biting people and you're going to have to find him some place to go and like it just is unfair to the dogs they're not being served well and the press for failing your dogs should be equal to the press for your photo op dog that you got in the first place i just that's
1: right that's right it's bad like he couldn't he couldn't have opted for like the obama get yourself a little
0: something small man
1: no he needed somebody because you know there is some White House advisor that told him, Mr. President, you know, people are going to attack you for looking weak. You need a strong dog. And you probably should get a German Shepherd because it's all about the image. That's what this is. And oh, and you get one from a shelter. I have, I have, here's my advice. If you want to really, you know, get a lot of praise from the press, he should maybe get one of those Michael Vick pit bulls.
0: What could go wrong? wrong? It's just irresponsible. Uh, Yeah. And,
1: no. Do you think do you think Joe does any of the Absolute, training himself? Absolutely not. The president. I do
0: think look, I think it's possible that he got a he got a German shepherd years ago. Champ Biden was the one who just passed away. I think it's possible Champ, that they put yeah. more time into Champ because he was a younger man when he got Champ and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe Champ was better served to some yeah. extent. And then Champ was an old German shepherd, so he wasn't hard to handle a new shelter dog and a puppy are going to be harder to handle and you got to put in the work and they didn't put in the work and look i i was i was anticipating when i tweeted about this that everyone would be like oh my god why do you even care about this This is not a big deal at all actually i didn't get a lot of pushback because i think people understand this is not a great look
1: yeah yeah and the thing is it started with the New York Post, but I noticed CNN, the Associated Press, Politico. Everybody is talking about this now, as opposed to maybe some of the other issues happening within no, the divided administration. I did, I did. This, is a char- this is people have dogs and they think thing. that this is like oh, it, bo- this is it bothers people. Yeah, that's and right. I just that's think
0: right. like you're setting them up for failure when you have the resources to set them up for success. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, that I've, I've said my piece. This is this message comes to you from Steve and MK and our very energetic scout. OK. Could by Steve the way, get that um, Could the flip send him side up of there? this
1: yeah, he'd be great. The flip side of this, by the way, is my sister was telling me that there was a delivery man who refused to get out of his truck until my sister got control of, ready for this, oh their cat. Goodness. The delivery man was scared Catherine. of the cat. Cats can Which by the way the cat wasn't really doing it, but he goes it was it was it was the, the delivery man said it was making some sort of a it was positioning it herself she, like ah, I'm might gonna have been come after for you. bear,
0: you know? It's, it's really if a it's cat if, if a cat gets okay. you around the leg, like it could it could she she could scratch through your pants. That's a real thing.
1: Yeah, no. That is a true. real
0: okay. thing. What am I talking about next, Vic? What's going on?
1: Oh, you wanted to talk about Oh, Florida. we do have to talk
0: about let's do some twenty twenty-four talk. Okay, so I do want to just briefly run through this curriculum story. The allegation from the left, amplified dutifully by press after Kamala Harris alleged it, is that the new Florida standards for AP Black history are saying that enslavement was actually quite good for the people enslaved, okay? This is nonsense. It is just a made-up thing. I assumed it was kind of made-up, and then I went to look at the details and was like, oh, this is very made-up. A team of scholars, including African-American scholars, put together a 216-page curriculum for the state of Florida with a lot of oversight, with a lot of buy-in from O teachers' unions, who, by the way, also uh, amplified this claim, even though they were at the table for all of this. Yeah. They created this curriculum. There is a line in it that stipulates that some of the skills that enslaved people gained while they were slaves, they then took into post-slavery life and used. Now, this is an attempt, obviously, to note, as we should, that many slaves were not just completely without agency. That within this horrible evil right. system, they were able to make roads and paths for themselves in... Right.
1: Use yes, the system. or not
0: even... Or just to escape it was some modicum yeah. of something to serve yeah. themselves, right? right? It does not diminish the evil of the institution to point this out. No. It is one line of a 216-page document, which again was approved by a board of scholars who are just not right. miscreants... They are real people. And it yeah. became a national news story. And now we're saying that, in fact, the AP standards from before that these are replacing had the same damn sentence in it because this is all made up.
1: Right. I mean, look, this is how I felt about, you know, before and after the George Floyd, you know, right. murder and, and, and then the, the the protests and then the riots that led after it was everybody getting upset about the Washington Redskins name and everybody getting upset about Robert E. Lee's statue and other Confederate statues. Are you telling me that for the last 50 or 60 years they would walk by these statues and they didn't realize, and suddenly they looked over and said, what? I can't believe this has been here.
0: No, and so so much of this is the emperor has no clothes. And you're just required to pretend that and just nod along and say, "Mm -hmm, this is greatly... Discriminatory and.
1: They were totally fine with it. You know, again, you were mentioning the AP curriculum. They were totally fine with that. I have the quote, mm-hmm. by the way, from. Oh, Harris, please, yes. Because it really is something else. And she says, they want to replace history with lies. Middle school students in Florida are to be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. That's what she's telling everybody. But as you mentioned, the pushback, there is a black historian from Michigan, William B. Allen. And he had said, and so what he says was, anyone who reads this will see with clarity that Africans were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. And then he cites his great grandfather, you know, and said he's a case in point and said, it's only those who don't take the time to read it who will misstate it. Is he suggesting? Oh, yeah, that would be
0: crazy. By the way, can we just have those two face off? I think I know who will win.
1: Oh my goodness! This is the
0: old AP standards, right? That that Florida was terrible to adjust, right? So this is the one that the left was supportive of. It says, in addition to agriculture work or agricultural work, enslaved people learned specialized trades and worked as painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers in the North and South. Once free African Americans used those skills to provide for themselves and others. Strangely, there was not one article targeting the old AP standards as somehow pro-slavery and actually i hate stuff like this because this that actually is part of a full discussion of the history and i don't yeah. it you that's do right. not have to make everything as as without agency as possible in order to yeah. understand the evil of this concept and this institution you really don't you can talk about people no. who did different things within that system that's part of the history yeah
1: it's, but again, they know, the left knows how important it is to control the yes. narrative here, right? And so this is why they jumped on this. And they have the help of the media to then make all the jokes about it along the way. And then it becomes, you know, I mean, it's the same thing with yeah. don't say well, gay. And the, 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 Ge- the, the Georgia, Georgia voting law.
0: And each one of these, by yeah. the way, they're like, oh, you guys are obsessed with the culture wars. And you just keep bringing them to our doorsteps. We non-combatants of the left. Yeah, we want yeah, nothing to do never. with this culture war. It's like, no, you flew down to Florida, Veep, to give a horribly yeah. accusatory, incorrect, wildly exaggerated and divisive speech that fans the flames of the culture war within the worst context that we have, which is racial right. tension, right. in order to score a few points on a possible future Republican candidate for president. That- you are the one showing up with culture war because you've amplified That's this right. one by, thing. And
1: by the way, don't for, Yeah, and don't forget Biden saying that if you don't, you know, vote for, you know, these voting reform laws that you were basically Oh yeah,
0: connor. no, it's a Jim and not Jim Pro, name, but Jim Eagle. That's how bad
1: Jim Eagle is Jim Eagle, it turns out to be worse, even though we think of the bald eagle yeah. as good, but now, now it's bad. And then the other thing, of course, is controlling the narrative. Is going on a complete tangent here, but about you know, banning books. This has become a normal thing now. They're just you know, flat out saying Republicans yeah. ban books. That's what they do. Unless, of course, the book is like Huck Finn or To Kill a Mockingbird, in which case the book is not banned, but your you know, words are violent. By the way, so I'm kind of over the minds. mind at
0: this point that anybody who's, anybody who's accused of banning books over something like genderqueer or lawn boy should carry that book with them at all times, should have it on them, <laughs> hold it up to the camera, and say, okay, this yeah. is the book that people in my district have taken issue with shall i read you an excerpt or can i just hold it up to the camera so that every so
1: yeah this is the book we would like kids to learn about to read
0: and they will have to dump out of that segment because it is too dirty to put on air according to the standards
1: that's exactly right do you remember when parents would bring this up at these school board meetings and then the board would stop them because it's not appropriate Please, it's not appropriate. It is only for kindergartners. It's, it's only, only appropriate, appropriate for the inside the school walls, not for my ears. with
0: only your children yeah, there yeah. with their little innocent People ears. Have lost. No, it's it's okay. crazy town. So, so that's happening. But interestingly, you'll notice that the utter lies about the voting law in Georgia did not badly affect Governor Brian Kemp. So, I think Ron DeSantis certainly has an argument that this could all sort of. Wash out, and people will learn the truth, and that he ends up on top. But I will say that one little Ron DeSantis clip is making people take a second look at Brian Kemp this week, <laughs> because DeSantis was talking to Clay Travis of OutKick, and oh, and he boy. had this yeah. to say when asked about One RFK Jr., who we've talked about on the show.
1: Yes, the medical stuff, I'm very good on that. So that does appeal to me, but there's a whole host of other things that he'd probably be out of step with. And so, on that regard, it's like, okay, if you're president, you know, sick him on the FDA if he'd be willing to serve, or sick him on CDC. Uh, But in terms of being VEEP, if there's, you know, 70% of the issues that he may be averse to our base on, you know, that just creates an issue.
0: Okay. So there is. a bit of wiggle room here, like sick him on the FDA. What does that mean? Is, is he the FDA czar? <laughs> like he's overseeing Like, I don't know.
1: Great. You know what? If if, the, if that happens, you could forget about the COVID vaccines. You can also forget about so, all vaccines. Well, yeah. You know, especially especially the one, except for the ones that don't affect the Ashkenazi Jews. And, you know, we're getting, our, another, we're getting again, our warning flag. Another one of, it's okay. an RFK thing.
0: And he, he, I, I agree with you. On the top of the thing, it's like, yeah, he's kooky on these things and these things. He said you should go to jail if you deny climate change. So it's like a little bit of a problem. Then it comes to maybe he's fit for some position. And it's, for most people, a bridge too far. I am on record a, a, a ton of times saying, engage with this man's ideas because I think he is speaking to a part of the population, both right and left, that has distrust in institutions, that is well-earned. So you have to engage with some of that, but you do have to do it carefully.
1: Yeah, well, and and also when he says things that are ridiculous, you got to push back. And I believe Sean Hannity did that the other night with regard to Ukraine. And RFK Jr. got all worked up over that. And Hannity was just, you know, bringing up, are you sure it was America that started this and not, I don't know, Putin? You know, I mean, it was, you know, so again, call him out, have the discussion uh, I think what's happening in Desantis's mind is he's just—he forget about the general election, right? He's living now day to day, primary right. to primary, and even though we haven't started, we even gotten to the primaries. I think there's some worry that he might not make it to the primary, so he's just trying to outflank his opponents mm-hmm. from the right, and with that reasoning, he's thinking, "Well, I know how to do that." I'll go full on in with RFK Jr. and suggest, yeah, he might be a part of the DeSantis administration, which I don't think is a great idea. But I do think that for the DeSantis campaign, desperate times call for desperate measures. If if it's true, as the New York Times reports, that he's got to lay off something like forty percent of his staff and that they have serious money problems, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, and the and the problem with those good. things,
1: pollsters, well, and the problem been with paid, those things you know? and with
0: the media covering it, is it sort of creates a spiral and you get more of this.
1: And so this will be a
0: moment from which we will learn something about this campaign.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, when you think about Biden in 2020 after Iowa and then after New Hampshire, and I thought, oh, this guy is toast. And I was talking to a a friend who was uh, very much anti-Trump and who said, it's over. Trump wins because it's going to be Bernie Sanders, and then South Carolina comes along. I don't know if, but it, but and, and you know, and certainly he's not as bad as Mike Pence, whose poll numbers are even worse for somebody who was Vice President of the United States of America. But it's not good that he is losing right now to somebody who's facing multiple indictments. Well, and
0: like this is the sort of actually, I'm on the Ezra Klein show at the New York Times yeah. this week, and I talked about this, but I was at, Jane Coaston was hosting. And we talked about sort of the the bizarre position that all these guys find themselves in, which is that of course, here we are with an unprecedented situation. A former president yeah. who then lost, who is nonetheless running again sort of as the incumbent, like in the primary, and has the cred of having been president, and also yeah. keeps getting indicted. And each indictment is a boomlet for him, but it is anathema. To the na- to the national electorate, to right, the general right, electorate, right,
1: right. It, it it gives them primary. It gives them primary I mean, fuel it's just like points, a,
0: The perfect storm but, you know, he's, it's, of crap, it's, and yeah. so I do think it's hard to figure out how to puncture that. That's where the, that's what the problem yeah. they're all running into. And when you have trouble for a long period of time, and you can't get a little momentum, you get in situations like this yeah. one. So
1: yeah, you know it's it's like that racing car. Video game that my son used to play where it's maybe it was fast and furious. And it's, you know, every, every time he gets an indicted, it's like pressing that nitro button, that nitrous button, you yep. know, and it gives you that extra, yep. the extra boost. And then by the time the general comes around, you're out of it.
0: I mean, I think for got. anybody, this is now I'm talking about me. So maybe I'm exaggerating my desires and projecting them on the rest of the primary electorate, which is not me. I get that. But I do think the messages from whomever can take him on is like, do you feel tired of winning or do you feel tired of losing? I am good at winning. Yeah, I know how to use the levers of power to get things done. I have a desire to protect your liberty from corporations, from the government. And I actually know how to do that. And when the media asks me tough questions, I also know how to answer those without just calling them names. So would you like some winning and results?
1: No, I mean, look on paper, you can't believe this guy is behind by so far. You know what I mean? Because it was a it was a mediocre midterm election. Yet, you know, he and his party in that state crushed it. They yep. swept the state. And when it comes to the concerns of parents in schools or keeping schools open, yep. he was a champion. And he's running a state that's larger than many countries. And he's very good at disaster relief. And he served in the military. Ooh, and I yet,
0: know. I know. And yet, all right. Shall we move on to oh, this? We're going to play a little game here, Vic. It's called. Yes, yes, Mary. Kay. Can you spot the unintended consequence? Are you ready? I'm um, going to okay, read you a story about a new government regulation. You're going to tell me. Yeah. Where this leads. The <laughs> <laughs> Department of Transportation on Wednesday announced a rule that will require airlines to make lavatories on new single aisle planes, large enough for two people to enter in a move that makes bathrooms more accessible. Traveling can be stressful enough without worrying about being able to access access a restroom, yet today, millions of wheelchair users are forced to choose between dehydrating themselves before boarding a plane or avoiding air travel altogether, said Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Rule was authorized through the Air Carrier Access Act and it specifies the laboratories will need to be large enough passengers with disabilities and their attendants to enter and maneuver within the space. So bathrooms for two on uh, all airplanes.
1: You know, I appreciate the intention here, right? It's the intention to help people who need extra space. I need the extra space sometimes, you know, it's very cramped. You know, boats are much, boats are even worse, by the way. So I appreciate it. I know where you're going with this. And it just reminds me of years ago, Jay Leno made uh, the joke on The Tonight Show when, uh, you know, Bill Clinton had installed the hot tub in the White House. He really did this, right? He built a hot tub in the White House. And Jay Leno's joke was that the the hot tub fits four comfortably and eight really comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Jay Leno joke. Not interested, though. I'll tell you right now, if we want to go there without, I know this is a family mm-hmm. show, so I'm not going there. I'm just going to say I try to spend as little time in the yeah, back as possible. I'm also not. Here for that. I don't even breathe out of my yeah, nose I, in those I'm bathrooms. I'm with you,
0: but not everyone is as, as tame uh, yeah. as we are. And I'm a
1: little bit too much of a germ freak. And I'm not that crazy, but you know enough that again, I try to spend as little time as there is possible, unless this is like a private jet with a nice <laughs> you're, facility. You're out
0: on this. Mm. Um, okay. I will say that every I'm time they make bathrooms like that bigger and more accessible, a it's great for those who are in wheelchairs and have trouble accessing bathrooms. It's also great for moms because. If you've ever tried to change a diaper inside an airport, yes. an airplane bathroom, you need more. You need more space.
1: It's an extremely stressful experience from what Actually, I have heard.
0: I come out I come out <laughs> like sweating, like what? what happened to her? Like it's a, no, it's, a I mess. Mean, it's, yeah. it's a mess.
1: Yeah. That's what yeah, well well, me too. And I'm just that's just me alone.
0: Yeah. All right. One last okay. story. And we'll cl- we'll cl- we're shutting it down for today. This is a culinary delight. Vic, are you ready? Okay. Yeah, give CNN. it to me. Skittles' newest flavor doesn't taste like the rainbow. In celebration of National Mustard Day on August 5th, the can- candy brand has partnered with French's to make its first-ever mustard-flavored Skittle. The press release describes the candies as having a tangy mustard flavor combined with the candy's iconic Chewy texture, doused in yellow coloring. <laughs> you can't get it on store, sh- store shelves near the mustard or the or the candy aisle. People brave enough to try the new flavor can do that at French's Mustard Mobile. That's stopping in three U.S. cities, including Atlanta.
1: Is that's the rival to yes. the Oscar yeah. Mayer yeah. Mobile? Is that what stops that is? In
0: Atlanta, Washington on August second, and New York on August fifth. Would you try them, Vic?
1: I will say this. I understand sort of where they're going with this because if you like, for example, those wasabi peas, you ever have those wasabi peas? People love them. At a bar, you're drinking beer or something else and it's like, man, this thing is burning up my insides and my nose. It's burning up the inside of my nose, yet I'm going to have another one because it's a combination of the sweet and spicy. So the key to this... I would try it, but the key to this, it can't just be plain old, and I no offense to French's because I'm a I'm a Goldens guy, but it just can't be plain old yellow, French's yellow mustard. It's gotta have a little zinc to it, a little heat. So some sweet and some spicy. Maybe it'll surprise, but I hope they don't mix it in a bowl with like the lemon flavored ones, because then no, it's gonna be a disaster. I think you're what right. About, it, think what think about What about you, right. Mary it's, Catherine? I
0: think if it's straight French's just sour-ish mustard flavor without a little something extra it's going to be disappointing i also do not like skittle texture that like when i got it i got like gross chills when i read iconic chewy texture i was like gross Um, i don't like it the idea of it with a savory flavor sounds awful but yes i would try it After all that, that's right. after all hey, that, you know you what? Adventures with the skittles, not so much with the airplane bathroom.
1: Listeners, if you have access to the French's mustard skittles, send them over to us. Let us know. We'll let you know how to get it over to us, and we'll do a that. demonstration. It can't be worse than Ooh. bush peach.
0: Let's put our. Let's be really southern okay. and put our French's mustard skittles in our bush peach and let them fizz up. Oh, that's disgusting. That's wow. disgusting. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay, you first. You first, that wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Victorino Mattis. Now, a listener had asked, where am I on Twitter? Because he said, I'm sorry, I forgot. I don't have your name in front of me right now. But he had said that it sounded like I was saying, at Mm -hmm. Victory Mattis. Because I said it so fast, though. At Victorino Mattis. And not at Vic Mattis, was another, who another genius, fella. Yeah. He, he took, he, st- he, he beat me to the handle. It um, seems to be like a nice guy. Well,
0: I'm at MKHammer on Twitter, at MKHammerTime on Instagram. You can also follow us at getting hammered Podcast on Instagram, and you should. And big thanks to the man whose first name might as well be Victory for joining us from vacation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a nebulous Media Podcast.